Welcome to the Hornet Football Report with head coach Zach Harrell. This podcast is brought to you by Athens Screen Printing and is part of the Hannigan Media Podcast Network. Remember, get all of your spirit gear at Athens Screen Printing. Now, here's the coach. Hello, Hornet fans. Michael here from Hannigan Media, and I am in the office of Athens head football coach, Zach Harrell. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing good, Michael. Thanks for swinging by. Hey, you know what's the funny thing is we talk, and man, my hands fly all over the place when we start. Like, I think someone can see me talking. I don't know. Um, all right. Hey, we got a lot to get into. Let's, let's start with the players of the week from last week. Yeah, our player of the week, uh, against Lindell, our most valuable player was Jaden Crane. Uh, he had a great, great night. Uh, and not, not only with his play, uh, also with the way he was carrying himself and the way that he bounced back. He didn't have a great first quarter and he bounced back, kept fighting and had a huge game. Uh, you know, he finished with 11 catches, uh, for 116 yards and two touchdowns, uh, on, and that's all off of 13 targets. Uh, you know, he had one, um, we had one overthrow, then he had one contested ball that, you know, he could have caught. Uh, but other than that, he played it lights out and led us, and he's getting better every week. Again, we've talked about him. First year playing football, uh, and, and it, he's out there working, trying to find ways to become a better football player. Uh, and he, he still has a, you know, his ceiling, he still has not even approached his ceiling. Uh, so his capability is very high, and he's, he's leading us and done a great job. So, in alignment, um, I think he's what you call the X. A lot of the yeah. times you put him on the side by himself. Yes. Um, and so he ends up working one-on-one a lot. Right. Uh, and that, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to make the defense decide, you know, are they going to play him one-on-one? Or if not, if they try to give help over there, then we can attack, uh, the three receiver side, uh, and try to make, make them decide and then take what they give us, uh, because he's pretty hard to cover one on one. Uh, so he was our most favorite player. Offense MVP was, uh, our running back to Corey Roberts, uh, played a great game, rushed for over 100 yards again, um, had, had one touchdown, had one call back. Uh, but he played, ran really hard, uh, and, and was a great leader, uh, for our offense. He was our offense MVP. Uh, defense MVP was Hunter White. Uh, you know, if you watched Hunter, and that's what we challenged our defense yesterday in our meetings, you know, if everybody played with the intensity, uh, and the fight and the effort that Hunter played with on Friday night, uh, then we would have been in a lot better position defensively uh, to make some stops. Hunter played lights out, uh, never quit, left it all on the field, um, had, I think, six tackles, uh, and, again, just played with unbelievable effort all night long. Uh, so he was our defense MVP. And then our special teams MVP was Logan Swearing. Uh, we call him Paintball. Uh, he was on all of our special teams units and specifically on kick return uh, he had great blocks on all our kick returns. It was, we were able to have some big returns and he kind of sprung those plays. Uh, so those were our most valuable players last week. And that was one of the things when we talked last week about some of the keys to the game, you mentioned the fact that you had been struggling with field position and it would be great if your, 
uh, kick return teams could do something about that. Yeah. And they definitely did. Yeah, that, I thought that was a big plus last year. That was week. one of our keys. And again, you got to give credit to Coach Reeves. Uh, he, he took that, uh, upon himself to really make sure we put a lot of time and effort in, into trying to change that. And, and, and they did. Uh, so it was a great job by our coaches and kids to improve in that area. All right, well, I know that the beginning of district play hasn't gone as well as everybody had hoped, um, but everything's still in front of you. You guys still control your own destiny. Yes, sir. Um, and that starts this week when Palestine comes to town, um, a team that I think is is in the same same bracket right. as Athens and, and definitely a game that I think that uh, you guys – have a chance in. Yeah. Palestine, you know, and our message to our kids this week was, hey, you know, all, all of our focus right now, uh, it can't be on what's happened in the past. It can't be on who's playing who. It can't be on next week. It has to be on Palestine and it has to be on being one and oh this week. Uh, and that's the only thing that we talked about yesterday is we got to every, all of our focus, everything we do has to be on this week and on Palestine and on being one and oh this week. Uh, and if we do that, uh, we'll give ourselves a chance to keep playing. Uh, and so that, that's where our folks are on. And as you said, Palestine comes in, they're four and four on the season. Uh, they're, uh, two and two in district. They, they got a big win over, uh, Henderson last week in a tight game and they beat Chapel Hill in a tight game. Uh, and so those are their two wins. Uh, their losses are to Maybank and Kilgore. Uh, so it, it's a game that we definitely feel uh, is very winnable. Uh, Palestine offensively run a wing T offense. Uh, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to eat the clock uh, and control the tempo of the game. Uh, defensively, uh, they're an odd front. They're they're a three four. Uh, they play man most of the night. Uh, those outside linebackers are pretty tight to the box. Uh, and so a lot of time, you know, and sometimes they'll get looser at times, but most of the time they try to play pretty tight uh, and play, like I said, off man with the secondary behind it. Um, so they're, they're going to try to take away the run. They're a very physical football team. Uh, Coach Angel is one of, the, I think, the best coaches uh, in the state, uh, definitely East Texas. He's done this a long time. I have a ton of respect uh, for him and the way that he does this job. He does it the right way. Uh, and so, again, it, it's a great challenge for us, uh, again, to play a, a very good football team. Uh, we've said it before. we said it every week. Every team in this district is good, uh, and our focus has to be on finding a way to beat them this week. Well, now, the good thing with Palestine's offense and your defense is this is not – I mean, you've seen wing T before this year. You've you've practiced yeah. against it, and so you've got a basis for knowing how to defend this. Yeah, we have. Uh, and, and, again, if you go back – you know, if you go back to last year's game, uh, if we go back to last year's game and you look at – our game against them last year, our defense did a great job uh, against Palestine last year, stopping this offense, and we did well uh, when we played it this year with Wills Point. Uh, so we, we feel like Coach Bigham has a great feel for what they're trying to do. Uh, and, you know, last year we gave up some big plays in the passing game uh, on, you know, because that, that's where you – that secondary, we talked about this last year, I remember. You have to play – you can't get caught – 
uh, sucking up on the play action if you're playing in the secondary because they'll just, you know, put you to sleep with run, 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 and then here here comes play action and, and linking a tight end or running somebody across the formation. So you've got the secondary has to, you know, be disciplined uh, and trust their keys and not fall asleep. Yeah, that type of offense, they're only trying to hit four passes a game, but those four passes right. are going to go long. And that's what happened last year. Uh, if you go back, they hit, you know, it was 21. They scored 21 in the first half. They were all on three big pass plays. Uh, and so again, that's, that's what we got to make sure our secondary guys are disciplined and don't fall asleep. All right. So when you're on offense, it's been a little bit since you've seen an odd front, a three man front. Yeah. It has. Um, and so that's something the offensive line's really going to have to work on to make sure their assignment sound. It is. We've, we've blocked an even front really well. Uh, man, our, our offensive line has gotten better every week. Uh, and you know, like last year, to be honest, that was one of our, uh, you know, we, we struggled a little bit in certain games of controlling the fronts. We, we, I felt like every game this week, this year in district, we, we've at, at worst tied. I, I would argue that we've won the battle up front, uh, our offensive line versus defense lines we've played in this district, which is a huge, you know, at, the defense lines of this district are very good. Uh, so that's a huge compliment to Coach Harris Snape and those offensive linemen, uh, just, you know, getting better every week. Uh, now, like you said, this is going to be a new challenge. Because the odd front's different, and we really haven't faced very many true odd front teams. Uh, the only one really is probably Fairfield, uh, and so that this is a going to be a challenge, uh, but but one that we feel like we'll be ready for. So one of the players to me that's a real key in an odd front is the center, because now you've got a nose guard or somebody that's yeah. playing in those head gaps up. or right. head up. Yeah, and it is, and, and Dylan Norman, our center's, uh, done a really good job, uh, of getting better every week, and, you know, we, we feel like Dylan's a big, strong kid. Uh, we feel like he can, you know, he can handle a nose because he has the physical strengths to do so, uh, which that's, you know, in the past at times I've played with smaller centers, and that's kind of, you get worried if you're playing just a big physical nose guard mm-hmm. in an odd front of handling that nose. Uh, but, you know, really in our, our position with Dylan, uh, we, we feel like one on one, he has the strength and the size to be able to handle a nose. So we're, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he fares, uh, this week. I think it'll be good. All right. So one of the things I'm going to talk about, and the next thing we're going to talk about, of course, is the word of the week and the keys. But before we get to that, you know, I look back at, at what's happened in district and what's going on. And if we could throw out the first quarter <laughs> of some of these games, yeah, they would look right. a lot different. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's, that's, you know, one of our, that's one of our focuses this week is finding ways to start Start quicker, uh, and again, be the adversity, uh, create the adversity instead of digging a hole. Uh, and that, that's what, you know, and really, especially in two of the three games, you know, we, we've just dug holes from the very beginning. Uh, and so, and you gotta give credit to those other teams for making those plays. Uh, and we gotta do a better job as a coaching staff of putting our kids in position, uh, to create some momentum early. Uh, which, which is what we plan to do this week. But you're right. That's a big, you know, the other night from against Lindale, it was 
20, 22 to nothing, uh, you know, six minutes into the game. Uh, and so we have to start faster and we got to be ready to go from the very beginning. Uh, and so that, that's a big key this week. Yeah. And then from that point on, I mean, if you go from that point, from that six minute point on, yeah, like it was a totally different game. Yeah. yeah. How, but you, it's hard to say that though, because then the end of the game, you have to coach differently. Right. Right. Cause you're uh, behind and, and you're right. You know, that, that's one positive, uh, is these kids, you know, even after we thought these, we fought back, uh, and you know, last night or last Friday, uh, man, I, I thought we did a great job mm-hmm. fighting back. We cut yeah. it. We cut it 29 to 15, uh, and then had a chance to get an onside kick and really got it. The film showed it was a missed call. Uh, but th- those things happen. That's what I talked to kids about on Monday too. You know, there were really two huge missed calls in that game. Uh, the onside kick, uh, which was called wrong, and then the, they called a high-low on a touchdown that wiped seven points off the board. Uh, but my message was to the kids, like, yeah, those, those things, uh, for lack of a better word, those things suck. And those things are unfair, but that, again, that's why this sport is so great. Uh, that's life. Uh, we, there's things that happen out of our control that sometimes aren't fair. Uh, and how you respond says way more about you as an individual, uh, than, than what it does when things are going good. Uh, everybody responds well when things are easy. Uh, but when, when things happen, that are out of your control, uh, and then you respond well. Well, now you're building character, and now you're becoming a better man. Uh, because most people, when things go bad, uh, well, and when things happen to them that aren't fair, they they want to gripe and complain and blame others and 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 play the victim card. Uh, but when when you bow your neck and work on being a better person and a better football player. When things go against you, uh, well, now you're becoming a better man. So that, that was kind of our message with, 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 with those calls that went against us. That, you know, that's what I took on Monday to the kids. Yeah, it was unfair. It, the, it should have been 29 to 22 with us getting that onside kick with seven minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, and, you know, and, and just understanding them, man, how, how close it actually is and then tell them how proud I am for keep fighting when things don't go their way. Well, that, I tell you what, that whole thing there, Coach, that'll preach on a Sunday because that was some good stuff. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the keys to the game. Yeah, so our our uh, word of the week this week uh, is relentless effort. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit about about it with Hunter White. Uh, and, and our kids are playing hard uh, for, the, for the most part. Uh, but what I told them is if you watch the film, offensively and defensively, you know, I want you to watch yourself and say, hey, ever play, am I playing with relentless effort? Uh, if I'm playing outside receiver and the ball's being ran away from me, am I playing with relentless effort to cut the cornerback off? Uh, if I'm playing defense in and the ball's ran away from me, am, am I throwing my body uh, to track down that running back and try to make a tackle on the backside of the play? Uh, and so... You know, that, that's what we're trying to preach. It's one of our core values, but we're really trying to focus it on it this week is for all, every guy on the field to play with relentless effort every snap. 
Uh, and again, you know, I, I think we're playing hard, but I still think we can play harder. Uh, and so that, that's kind of our message and our focus this week. Uh, and so to move into that, our keys again is number one, we, we must play harder than they do. We must want it more. Uh, it, you know, and I told them if you don't burn inside to want it, uh, then you need to let me know. We need to find the guys and get the guys on the field that really want it uh, and that want to be successful. Uh, number two, uh, we want to be physical on defense. Uh, you know, when you're playing this type of offense, you have to be physical uh, and you have to sell out uh, to stop the run. Number three, uh, offensively, we've already talked about it. We must block the odd front effectively. Uh, again, it's a new front. Uh, we, we, we have to block it effectively in both areas of the game, the run game and the pass game. Uh, we want to throw and catch at over a 70% rate. Uh, we feel like we're going to have a lot of opportunities when a team plays seven in the box a lot of times with off man. You, you have to throw and catch the easy throws. Uh, and then number five, start fast. Uh, start fast. Can't dig ourselves a hole. Got to start in the first quarter, uh, which you we kind of already hit on all those. Uh, you usually do a good job with your questions, kind of already hitting on the keys. Uh, you, you know, some might think we go over that before, but we really don't. Mike was just that good. <laughs> well, thank you, Coach. All right, so Friday, Palestine coming to Athens, coming to Bruce Field. Guys, this is a key game. This is a huge game. Athens needs it. They need you in the stands. So Warner fans, come on out. Uh, Bruce Field, Friday night, 7.30. Coach, will be there. Yeah, I, ch- I challenge all Hornet fans to be there. You know, support these kids. These kids are working their tails off. Uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, we're 0-3 in this. We've lost our last three. But I promise you, these kids aren't quitting. Uh, and they're keep fighting. And, and they they need uh, to see the Athens fans out there cheering them on. So I, I appreciate all the people that have been doing that. But we, we need to continue that and support these guys. All right. See you Friday, Coach. Thanks, Mike. If you can't make it to the game, you can always listen on Athens Classic Hits Music Station, KLVQ, 94.5 FM and 1410 AM, or online at network1sports.com. Go Hornets!